Good afternoon, everybody. This is a this is Scott, the host and creator of Woke Societies, here to drop yet another episode of content for you. Now, before I get into anything, you guys know how bad I am at pronouncing some words, right? So yesterday I put out my latest episode, my latest dig on the series, um, Beyond Looking Glass, the Orion Cube, and I was pronouncing it Orion. So <laughs> I didn't realize till I actually published the video that I was pronouncing it wrong the entire time. I knew it was Orion. I don't know what was going on. I don't know if it was the snowstorm. I don't know if it was because I was tired. I don't know, guys. But of, of course, everybody blew me up in the uh, in the comment section. De- de- um, deservedly so. So <laughs> that one's on me, guys. I laugh at myself. I'm the first one to do it. Um, I just want to get that corrected. So uh, let's just do the essentials before we begin today's episode. Uh, here's my YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button, like, share, tell all your friends and family about this channel. Go to my bit shoot um, right here at Woke Societies, same name. Um, I'm going. I, I'm putting all my content on there as well, my videos, just in case YouTube decides to shut me down uh, next week. We'll have to wait and see. And guys, again, I'm on the actual in the actual podcast world now. I have my episodes now being produced. Um, by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Again, I'm still waiting to hear from iHeartRadio. But the podcast is already booming, guys. I already have over 100 plays um, between the, uh, I think, three or four episodes I have on there already. So, guys, the content is out there. It's there for you to consume. And I just want you guys to have every possible option to watch and view the content that I have for you guys. So, that is that. That is that. So today's episode, guys, is just going to be a rundown of the news that has been going on in the last week or so. We're going to talk um, some uh, the latest Q drop that um, this dropped today, actually, and it's just going to be a nice, easy, laid back episode. This isn't a dig, which I've been more getting into more lately, which I'm finding out that I actually like to do more. Um, but today, guys, I know some of you can't keep up with uh, the latest news conspiracy theories, Epstein stuff, and I am here to bring it to you today. So what I'm going to be focusing on first here is climate change and the Paris Agreement. And we're going to see in just a little bit, um, Q also brought up the Paris Agreement just today in their latest drop, but I found this article, which I found was interesting. And the article is from The Guardian, which is one of the biggest fake news outlets out there. But there is a reason why I'm going to read from this um, only a short bit, but the title of this article from The Guardian is Brazil's president claims DiCaprio paid for Amazon fires. Now, I saw this title, and of course it intrigued me because um, if you follow DiCaprio on anything, he's always posting about climate change, the rainforest, save the animals, all yada, 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 right? So I see this, and it immediately catches my eye. So the article just reads, Brazil's president has falsely accused the actor and environmentalist Leonardo DiCaprio of bankrolling the deliberate incineration incinerization of the Amazon rainforest. Jair Bolsonaro, a populist nationalist who has vowed to drive environmental NGOs, I believe that NGOs is non-government operatives from Brazil, made the claim on Friday reportedly telling supporters this Leonardo DiCaprio is a cool guy, isn't he? Giving money for the Amazon to be torched. The spirits the spurious accusation for which Brazil's president offered no proof came 24 hours after 
Bolsonaro made a similar, similar unsubstantiated claim in a Facebook Live broadcast. Leonardo DiCaprio, damn it, you're collaborating with the burning of the Amazon, Bolsonaro declared, accusing the actor of being part of an international campaign against Brazil. Now, I reported on something similar to this um, pro probably back in the summer, and a bunch of people are saying, you don't know the Brazil president, blah, 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 he's corrupt. I don't, you're right. I don't know too much about the Brazilian uh, leader, president, whatever whatever he is. But the funny, the th reason why I bring this up is we've heard these stories before of NGOs, random groups of people just lighting the forest on fire to make it seem like the forest is burning, the whole entire thing is going to come down, and there's going to be no Amazon rainforest in the coming future. And honestly, this we all know that the CIA, Hollywood, they are all controlled, they're all owned. And this is why they push the same narratives, the same narratives about climate change, um, we're all going to die, the oceans are rising, you know, the same bs rhetoric that were fed by by hollywood and by the mainstream media and that alone right there has to cause you to question it so would it surprise me if these ngos were actually burning down the forest and these hollywood actors were using this as fuel literally fuel to fuel their campaign for climate change which if you guys really look at it which we're going to look in just a moment paris the paris climate agreement climate change as as a whole is a farce in the sense that it's being used in a way to make the rich richer not that the climate's not changing the climate is changing but it's not the way in which we are being fed to by the mainstream media and just regular mainstream science in general so what i want to go to now is the latest q drop here this is the q drop 3647 this dropped today at 1 43 p.m what you see here, guys, I know you can't see it on the podcast, but what you see here is a, is a bunch of people in front of um, the Eiffel Tower. So with this image that Q is showing us here, I just want to read the drop that they put out here. So Q states this, who audits where the money actually goes? This is in regards to the money that's being pushed into the climate change machine. What percentage is typically categorized as cost? How to steal taxpayer money. The con determine topics that have emotional pull, connect on vocal types, create media blitz, scare campaign, talking points, alarmist, use pro-narrative minded authorities on subject to provide foundation to support, deploy circular reporting and group think tactics, echo chamber to artificially raise public outcry, use public outcry to justify billion dollar taxpayer spend, rinse, repeat, who audits where the money goes? Percentage to original mandate? Salary of U.S. Senator? These are questions. Salary of U.S. Congressman woman? Salary of, U of a U.S. President? Salary of a U.S. Vice President? Net worth pre-office? Net worth post-office? How do elected officials become mega-slash-multimillionaires? Corruption. Logical thinking. So this is the newest post from Q. And they linked two different um, articles here. And the one that I have here is from, uh, it's, it's called worldat1c.org. And it's talking about how much money is actually placed in these pro, in, into this program. Um, this is the Demand Climate Change Activist Group. And here, 
We're going to read it says, under the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change, developed countries have committed to mobilize $100 billion in climate finance per year, but are falling far short of this goal. To date, just $10.3 billion has been pledged by developed country parties to the Green Climate Fund. Guys, the amount of money that is being asked of countries, and especially of the United States, the United States is actually being pressured to put more of the money than they've already put into this garbage climate fund. Most other, other countries are not even paying what they should be paying, and a lot of them aren't paying at all. Because they know what's going on. They're realizing what's going on with all this. And if you scroll down further down the article, we see here it reads, the total cost for developing countries to implement their nationally determined contributions is more than $4.4 trillion. That is insane, guys. This is why Trump's pulling out of the Paris Climate Agreement. Because he knows it's going to be bad for our economy and it's going, it would sink us. It would absolutely sink us. It would give control to more socialist agendas and it would further just plunge the country into down the path that we're, thank God, we're getting out of. But this is what Q is referencing. And I got to see here, the other one that was referenced, which is super interesting, we have Speaker Pelosi. This is also a, a routers.com article that was linked to the Q post as well. So the title is U.S. House Speaker Pelosi says at Climate Summit we are still in. Pelosi's still in. All the Democrats are ironclad with the climate change agenda. So this was in Madrid. U.S. House of Representatives Speaker Nancy Pelosi took her duel with Donald Trump to a climate summit on Monday, pledging that Congress would urgently tackle global warming despite the president's opposition to an international pact. By coming here, we want to say to everyone we are still in. The United States is still in, Pelosi told reporters on the first day of the two-week United Nations climate talks in Spain. But Pelosi, who is also in the Democrats' push to impeach the Republican president, sought to reassure allies. Our delegation is here to send a message that Congress's commitment to take action on the climate crisis is ironclad. She said flanked by Democratic congressional, congressional representatives. To me, guys, you know what I think is going on here? We know the uh, FISA... D-Class is going to be dropping next week, and I feel like she's just running over there. This is one huge distraction, and they're trying to still figure out how they can impeach Trump. They're not really talking about climate change because they, they're all lying their pockets. They all have been lying their pockets for years now. These are career politicians. We're not, we can see right through this, guys. And everyone's ripping Trump for uh, coming out of this agreement, but our economy is killing it right now absolutely killing it and it's wonderful to see but this is what he was talking about and this other this drop here it talks about how do how do the how do presidents vice presidents senators congress get so wealthy after they're in office and it just reminds me of the other q drop that um q talks about as far as book deals and and um, money that these slush funds that go overseas, like the Ukraine, the biggest ones in Ukraine right now with the Obama administration, and that money ends up coming back to them right to their pockets. I can't remember the drop at the moment, but this is what it reminds me of. But still, very interesting. In this other screenshot here, I'm going to read it so the people in the podcast can have um, view it as well. This was a screenshot I put up on my Facebook page, my personal page, 
um, that was taken from Sarah Carter. It was a screenshot of her tweet here. This is talking about, it says, hashtag COP25 slash climate, hashtag scandal. Now, this is at UNFCCC, received $41.8 million for the 2018-19 budget to save the world. And it gives a list of how the UN spent this money. All right, guys, so we have $41.8 million total, right? So out of that $41.8 million, we have $31.8 million alone in staff, travel, and operations. 4.1 million of the total $41.8 million went to real climate change. And she also wrote, wonder how at Greta Thunberg, Speaker Pelosi, and Leonardo DiCaprio feel about this. And guys, you can check out my episode about Greta Thunberg and how the entire thing when she came out in full force was a complete psyop. And I, I break it down to a fine dust, the, her entire little campaign that she threw where she was screaming at the world and crying her eyes out and just, you know, made me want to throw up just watching this, this girl that's completely brainwashed and spreading fear porn over the world and causing legit anxiety in kids in general about the climate. But this is what she's talking about. They give a list here of all the expenses of this money, we have staff cost at $24,000, or no, $24 million. We have contractual services, $2.4 million, travel, $1.9, supplies, uh, comedies, materials, $3,000, general operating expenses, $467,000, and also the grants, which total $31,871,601. So, This is why Q is asking this question. Where does this money go? Who audits the money? And the question to the answer is nobody. Nobody. So you see all these programs that are thrown at us. You need to donate your money. Do these walks. Save the planet. Guys, that money that you were handing over has no oversight. And it's just the same thing that giving your money to cancers these cancer walks it's all for good causes don't get me wrong but the cures are out there already they're out there the technology is out there it's being hidden from us but here in the great awakening that we're currently in this is all going to be exposed and i'm just letting you guys know here it's this is a screenshot directly from their budget it says their expenditure as of june 30th 2019 41.8 million dollars of it went to staff and only 4.1 million went to the real climate change. So basically guys, you're just, you're just paying these UN workers salaries. That's what you're doing. And you're making the rich richer. It's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. So wanted to drop that there for you. Show you guys what's going on with the latest Q drop. They did drop, um, other posts here. Uh, just real quick. They took a picture um, of, of the, I think the London Bridge in reference to Lisa Page and MI6 it says, be ready, A9's public awakening coming. And that that's really it that I want to get into as far as this. What I really want to get into is the Epstein updates that I have for you guys, because I will never let this story die. The Epstein saga will continue to the world knows exactly what happened on his island and all the people that are associated with him. So this is a New York Post article. It's titled, Prince Andrew Could Be in More Trouble After Virginia Roberts' Guffrey Interview. 
Guafri is set to appear on Panorama at 4 p.m. New York time to talk about her really scary time as Jeffrey Epstein's sex slave during which she alleges he forced her to have sex three times with the Duke of York. It airs just weeks after the 59-year-old Royal's own BBC sit-down on, on Newsnight ended so badly he was dumped from royal duties. Now let's just listen to the cl uh, clip here. It's only 20 seconds, real fast. It was a really scary time in my life. The BBC speaks to the woman who says she was forced to have sex with Prince Andrew, an allegation the prince categorically denies. He knows what happened. I know what happened. And there's only one of us telling the truth. Panorama, the Prince and the Epstein scandal, Monday at 9 on BBC One. So there you go, guys. <clears throat> that was just a quick clip from it. We all know what's going on with Prince Andrew. Q has mentioned Prince Andrew multiple, multiple times. He has changed his story multiple times. Um, again, he was released of his royal duties because of his botched interview. It was so bad. I only watched clips of it. I unfortunately haven't even watched the whole thing. I don't think I could because it makes me sick to watch. But this is what we're looking at. Um, Virginia Roberts Goffrey, if you guys don't know or haven't been keeping up on this, she was the one in this picture here, the famous picture with um, with Prince Andrew to her left with his arm around her waist. She looks like she's maybe 14, 15, 16 years old. And wouldn't you know it, the woman standing behind her is Gisley and Maxwell, who knock, knock on the FBI. Where Where is the arrest of this woman? Like, this is why so many people think, me, me included, that the whole entire operation of Epstein's Island was a huge huge blackmail cia funded blackmail scheme of the elite and because they are protected they were technically working for the cia that i believe they are being protected because everyone and their mom knows about epstein and that gisling maxwell was epstein's one of his main handlers and procures of the one she was the one that got these girls to come and pretty much work for epstein and do all these disgusting terrible things where when is she coming in because she's definitely got names. So, all right. So the big article that I, the big article that I want to get into on today's episode is this one. Um, actually, not this one. It is the one from Zero Hedge. This one is called Epstein Tapes. Sorted case takes a bizarre turn after mystery hacker emerges. Shortly after Jeffrey Epstein's August death in a Manhattan detention facility, a shadowy figure claiming to have set up encrypted servers for the convicted sex offender told several attorneys and the New York Times he had a vast archive of incriminating evidence against powerful men stored on overseas servers, including several years worth of the financiers' communications and financial records, which allegedly showed he had vast amounts of Bitcoin and cash in the Middle East and Bangkok and hundreds of millions of dollars worth of gold, silver, and diamonds. Going by the pseudo pseudonym, Patrick Kessler, self-described hacker, said he had thousands of hours of footage from hidden cameras from Epstein's multiple properties, which included former Israeli Prime Minister Yuhad Barak, lawyer Alan Dershowitz, and Prince Andrew, along with three billionaires and a prominent CEO, according to the Times. Armed with nothing more than blurry photos of what he claimed were high-profile individuals and compromising situations, Kessler approached lawyers uh, representing several Epstein accusers, John Pottinger and David Boas, the former of whom suggested that billionaire Sheldon Allison, an ally of Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, might pay for the alleged footage of, of Barack. According to excerpts viewed by the Times, Mr. Pottinger and Kessler discussed a plan to disseminate some of the information's materials, 
starting with the supported footage of Mr. Barack. The Israeli election was barely a week away, and Mr. Barack was challenging Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. The purported images of Mr. Barack might be able to sway the election. After several weeks, the attorneys invited the New York Times to speak with Kessler in mid-September, then things got even more unbelievable. Following a mid-September meeting with the Times in the in the Bose-Schiller yeah, the Boas Schiller offices, Kessler went rogue contacting the paper and accusing Boas and Pottinger of extortion of an extortion plot against the subject of said tapes. Barely an hour after the session ended, the Times reporters received an email from Kessler. Are you free? He said he wanted to meet alone, tell no one else. Kessler complained that Mr. Boas and Mr. Pottinger were more interested in making money than exposing wrongdoers. He pulled out his phone, warned his, the reporters not to touch it, and showed more of what he had. There was a color photo of a, a bare-chested, gray-haired man with a slight smile. Kessler said it was a billionaire. He also showed a blurry black and white images of dark-haired men receiving oral sex. He said it was a prominent CEO. So you have this hacker, guys, that pretty much was saying he had access to all the servers. Remember I was just talking about Epstein Island. We know his entire island was rigged with cameras, the bathrooms, everything. Every single inch of that place was being watched by camera. And this guy was... Uh, pretty much proclaiming that he had access to these cameras and all the footage on it. And not only that, he had access to Epstein's bank records and offshore accounts and all the money he had in diamonds, gold, silver, whatever. So he was trying to set up a meeting to release this information, this Kessler hacker guy. So in early October, Kessler said he was ready to produce the Epstein files. He told the Times that he had created duplicate versions of Mr. Epstein's servers he laid out detailed logistical plans for them to be shipped by boat to the United States and for one of his associates, a very short Icelandic man named Stephen, to deliver them to the Times headquarters at 11 a.m. on October 3rd. Kessler warned that he was erecting a maze of security systems. First, a Times employee would need to use a special thumb drive to access a proprietary communication system. Then Kessler's colleague would transmit a code to decrypt the files if his instructions weren't followed precisely. Kessler said the information would self-destruct. Specialists at the time set up a number of air-gapped laptops disconnected from the internet and a windowless padlocked meeting room. Reporters cleared their schedules to sift through thousands of hours of surveillance footage on the morning of the scheduled delivery. Kessler sent a series of frantic texts saying that disaster had struck, a fire was burning, the duplicate servers were destroyed, and one of his team members was missing, and he was fleeing to Kiev. Except two hours later, Kessler contacted Pottinger and didn't mention any emergency. Instead, he asked Pottinger to formulate two schemes for prying up to $1 billion from potential targets with the footage where the time suggested may have been a trap. Pottinger obliged, describing two opinions for capitalizing on the evidence. The first, a standard mo uh, model for legal settlements, would include splitting the money among Epstein's victims, a charitable foundation, Kessler, and the lawyers, who would get up to 40%. In the second hypothetical, the lawyers would approach the high-profile men, convince them to hire them to ensure they wouldn't get sued and then make a contribution to a nonprofit as part of their other retainer. Pottinger would effectively represent a victim, settle their case, and then represent the victim's alleged abuser, a legal yet morally questionable practice for an attorney to engage in, Dershowitz, and the weird recorded phone call. So guys, you had this hacker here that said, again, he had all this information, and right at the time of the meeting that this information was going to be a, be dropped, uh, this Kessler uh, character said he was being, everything was, it was a disaster. The backup files he had were burning and his one of his team members was missing. And eventually, 
um, from what I'm reading here, this guy just disappeared. Has no idea where he went. The reporters have no idea where he went. And who knows if he actually had this real information, but still, how incredible would that have been if he had dropped that? And the fact that it was going to the New York Times kind of makes me sick because God knows what kind of what kind of information they would have manipulated, but maybe they wouldn't have because it would have been it would have been too big of a of a case to lie about. But we know the New York Times. We absolutely know what they're all about. So very very interesting. And just one more Epstein story won't be too long here. This one was just on um, on the tr on True Pundit, and it came out about I think two hours ago. It says Jeffrey Epstein's private banker at Deutsche and City found swinging from a rope. <laughs> executive suicide before fbi questioned him so this guy bowers here was epstein's personal financer who approved multiple loans at citibank and after he worked for citibank he looked and moved to deutsche bank and was able to make even more loans for epstein here so the crazy thing is um as this guy was making more debt, more covering for him, more money, more money, we find out that this guy was hanging out on Epstein's island with other banking executives. It says one banking executive said Bowers had visited Epstein on his private island at least once. Bowers had also visited Epstein in New York and attended social events at his mansion, the same mansion that we saw Prince Andrew in the video coming out with the young lady. Federal law enforcement sources did not comment about these new revelations. However, city executives who worked with Bauer said the bank executive maintained an active nightlife and enjoyed the party circuit. So yet again, guys, another person that would probably would have helped with the Epstein investigation has come up suicided. Now, we all know Epstein didn't kill himself, but in this case, I would say this guy, this banker guy, probably did kill himself because it was right before thanksgiving fbi would he would he knew in advance the fbi was going to interview him um because they had a ton of questions about why why he approved so many loans and not only that it was wire transfers it was a multi it was a multitude of things and again you got big banks guys cia controlled it's all connected it's absolutely all connected so on a different note, just to throw this in there, because I love space, I love the cosmos, I believe it's going to tie our entire, everything with this great awakening that we're a part of, it's going to all come down to what we, what's going to be going on in space. So NASA released um, this little cool video on their website called um, Humanity's Return to the Moon, and it reads, with the Artemis program, NASA will land the first woman and next man on the moon by 2024 using innovative technologies to explore more of the lunar surface than ever before. We will collaborate with our commercial and international partners and establish substantial exploration by 2028. Then we will use what we learn on and around the moon to take the next giant leap sending astronauts to Mars. So I find this very intriguing, guys, because if you guys all know about the secret space program, and Corey Good's um, interviews and his and his um, recollections of his of his stories and his insider knowledge, we all know that the moon is still being used as a lunar base by humans and ETs and other aliens. It's not on the surface. Some of their bases could be on the surface, but they use cloaking technology. And I know that sounds crazy, but most of the bases, the lunar bases, are inside the moon underground. And 
If there's going to be new technology that's going to be exploring the surface of the moon, who knows what they're going to find. And maybe it'll maybe some real truth will be exposed because there's definitely artifacts up there. There's definitely ruins up there, just like there's ruins on Mars. There's pyramids on Mars, just like there are in Antarctica. That's why when everyone's freaking out about how Antarctica, all these, you know, Antarctica is melting, the ice caps are melting, let it melt. And the reason why I say that is because if people were to see the continent, the actual continent itself, Antarctica, what is below the ice, they will find pyramids, hundreds of them, and they will also find ancient burial grounds of species that are not human. And what would that do to the world? To change everything. Absolutely change everything. So very exciting times, guys. Very exciting times. And a big reason why I'm excited about the Space Force, I hope Trump puts it in effect uh, as soon as possible. And I believe the Space Force is going to be ultimately the the entity that brings the public expo- um, disclosure about the secret space programs. So to tie it up, guys, real quick, don't forget, December 9th, the Pfizer report is dropping. And to get everyone's expectations down a little bit, this is not going to be this. Okay, the Pfizer report is showing that we're going to arrest McCabe, um, Comey, Hillary Clinton, all these people. The Pfizer report is just going to be showing the corruption that took place. The arrests that we are all looking for are going to be coming from Dershowitz, um, Dershowitz report, which hope we don't know when that's going to come out. But the fact that we're going to have the FISA D class is going to be December 9th, which I believe is next Monday. So, guys, we're going to be locked and loaded. We're going to be all over that because everyone's going to be talking about it. But as far as this episode, guys, that is all the news I'm going to bring to you today. So you got your climate change BS update. And you got your dose of Epstein. I will be all over any news regarding Epstein. And guys, if you like the content, please like it, comment on it, share it. We are the news now, and I say that because we are independent media. Channels like mine and the hundreds and thousands of others that are doing this are all doing this out of love and just want humanity humanity to be in a better place. That is why we are doing this. We want people to wake up to the world around us. So again, subscribe on the channel at Woke Societies. Go to my bit shoot. Subscribe there as well, guys, just in case, God forbid, YouTube decides to shut me down. And as always, visit me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts for on-the-go listening. So there you have it, guys. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of your night. And until then, stay woke.